Welcome back to the Daybreak Devotions on this midweek episode. And joining us here at the McLeansville Baptist Church, this is Pastor Mike Barnett. And once again in the studio with me is our own Deacon Dean Carmichael. Your stand-in, right? Stand-in. Stand-in extraordinaire. My uh, sit-in for the AP. That's right. And I, I think that's the first time I've introduced you as Deacon Dean. Yeah, and sometimes it's Dr. Deacon Dean, or Dr. Dean. Yeah, but so, I think Deacon's better. Oh, yeah. Well, we welcome you back, and uh, we're continuing the ongoing discussion of meditative prayer this week in the absence of our normal co-host, uh, mm-hmm. Pastor Corey Cantrell, but we're glad to have uh, Dr. Dean with us today. And, you know, before we do anything, I want to make a reference. Yesterday, when we were closing out the broadcast, I took a few minutes to talk about the tools of good meditative prayer. Today mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the six movements of the heart in meditative prayer. We promise we're going to do it t- this morning. But I mentioned that one of the things you could have at, at your time of meditative prayer would be some scripturally sound and scripturally saturated books. And those don't have to be in the form of, quote, devotional books. Mm-hmm. But I have one here that I want to you know, make as a recommendation, and then I want to read a portion of it. The title of this book is Streams in the Desert. Now, I've, I've already showed this to you before. You remember? Yes. This was uh, compiled by Mrs. L.B. Kalman. This is from the January 19th devotion, and this is a really, really good story about prayer. Jesus says in Luke 18, 1, he says that it says that he taught his disciples a parable that men ought to always pray and not to faint. Again, this book is a compilation of things that Mrs. Kalman was encouraged by and used while she was on the mission field. So this particular excerpt comes from, from a source called The King's Business. Mm-hmm. Observe the ant, the great oriental conqueror Tamerlane told his friends. In relating a story from his early life, he said, I once was forced to take shelter from my enemies in a dilapidated building where I sat alone for many hours. Wishing to divert my mind from my hopeless situation, I fixed my eyes on an ant carrying a kernel of corn larger than himself up a high wall. I counted its attempts to accomplish this feat. The corn fell 69 times to the ground, but the insect persevered. The 70th time it reached the top. The ant's accomplishment gave me courage for the moment, and I never forgot the lesson. Now, how many times would you have tried to get that corn up the wall? Well, the better question is, how many times would I sit there and count that ant? Well, when you're, you know, when he's in the military and he's hiding out, you know, well, I mean, low. E- but even then, talk about observing things and finding uh-huh. what can you learn from God's creation. There you go. That's great. That's yeah. a great point. Well yeah. done, sir. Thank you, sir. But it takes us back to the point that, that we kind of spent some time on yesterday a little bit, which is how we've lost that capacity in the modern era. Yes. We don't have the attention span to do that kind of and thing. And we don't look for those things. Yes, we're not looking for it. Again, can we highlight the word intentionality, yes. developing our God consciousness? So I just wanted to read an excerpt from that book. Uh, had carried that with me and been looking for a place to plug it in. It seemed like now would be a good time. Great read. All right. So anyway, we're going to talk about the six movements of the heart in contemplative prayer. Now, I'll walk through these the way that I taught them at the church. 
And, uh, you know, you are representing the audience at large. So if you have some questions or some, some interjections, feel free to do that. But let me begin by bringing us back to the original text of this study. The psalmist says in Psalm 119 and verse 15, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. And again, Psalm 1 verse 2, which we read yesterday about the blessed man or the happy man, that his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Psalm 104 and verse 34, my meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Psalm 119, verse 97. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. So that's what we're talking about. How do we develop this in our hearts that we become the kind of people that pray without ceasing, that meditate on the law of God and the works of God throughout our day? It starts with the morning time of meditative prayer. And here's what that looks like. There are six movements of the heart, the way the Spirit will lead us in this. The very first movement or the very first step, if you want to use the word step, that's fine. Mm -hmm. The reason I use the word movement is because I believe that once we do this first thing, which is present ourselves to God, I believe when we've done that, we've humbly and by faith presented ourselves to Him, the Spirit begins to lead us in these if we'll just surrender and let it work. So that's why I use the word movements or the phrase movements of the heart. The number one first thing is preparation. And what I mean by that is that we need to bring our whole self into the presence of God. I love Psalm 16 and verse 8 through 11, that great passage of Scripture. But verse 8 says, I have set the Lord before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Mm -hmm. I have set the Lord always before me. Mm -hmm. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. And what we do in the morning time of meditative prayer, what we're doing is we're bringing ourselves, first of all, into the presence of God. We want to be given wholly to that. With my whole heart have I sought thee. All right, so what does that mean? What I would offer in counsel is leave the phone out of it. Now, we talked about that yesterday. Right. But I just, I don't even mean in the sense of, you know, uh, using your phone as a tool for study, but just leave your phone alone. Don't, when you wake up in the morning, don't go to the phone, don't go to the television, don't go to all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. Just leave that alone. Your mission, first thing in the morning, is to come and set before the Lord and prepare your heart to hear from Him. Romans 12.1 tells us that we're to present our bodies a living sacrifice. I literally sat down at my place of morning prayer, which, as I said yesterday, for me has been the kitchen table most of the time over the last couple of years. But I go there and I present my whole self, not only my mind and my heart, but I'm presenting my body. And I mm -hmm. literally think of it that way. Yeah. I am literally placing my body right here in this spot to meet with God. Right. And, well, without faith, it is impossible to please him. Mm -hmm. you're, you're presenting yourself, and by faith, you're coming to God, expecting him to, to meet you there. Well, let's, let's make this point on that. My heart needs to be realigned with God. That's right. our first order of business. My mind, I want my mind to be led by my heart. Now, a lot of times we wake up in the morning and our mind's sort of in fifth gear. Yes. What we're trying to do is corral the mind back in and submit it to the heart. The heart's submitted to the Holy Spirit. But my body also needs some help in the morning. You know, and I mean, I'm going to be as practical as I can be. Like if you're, if you're wake up and you're feeling a little, you know, weak or you're feeling a little puny or you're feeling, you know, you know, you're kind of like walking through there trying to wipe the sleep yeah. out of your yeah, eyes. Yeah, just sleepy. Right? Yeah, bring the body to God, too. You right. want him to energize the body, and the body is the temple of the mm -hmm. Lord. So 
one thing we, we have to think about in the preparation movement is try not to rush it. Settle into it. You know, the psalmist said, be still. I think Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. So practicing the presence of God. And what that looks like, I think it would help be helpful to say, is, is it's okay to sit there in that place and do nothing except to consciously begin to recognize that God is there mm-hmm. un- until you've, you've made that connection, that I am in the presence of God. The AP said on Monday's broadcast, he said it this way. He said, what I'm, what I'm learning from this is that it's about me bringing my presence into his presence. Yes. Yeah, and that's a good way to yep. say it. Now, we talked about also yesterday the role of having things to write with, you know, a pen, paper, whatever. But mm-hmm. I mentioned specifically the journal and that we wanted to highlight the use of the journal. Yes. One way the journal helps me in the preparation movement is if I am coming to that place of prayer. And, and by the way, I haven't necessarily even said anything to the Lord yet. Now, generally I do. Generally part of that preparation and acknowledging his presence is to say something as simple as, you know, Lord, I'm here this morning to meet with you. Lord, I need you. You know, just just saying those things, speaking our need of God and our love of God. But a lot of times what I'll do is take my journal, and if my mind is full of a lot of stuff, I'll just open my journal, and, and for the first few minutes I'll just kind of write some things out just to get it out of my head. Mm-hmm. And it literally clears the mind. It helps me to clear out the cobwebs and, by the way, here's another thing. I'm also having my first cup of coffee at that point, which was interesting because, you know, AP, I think, brought it out in the Monday broadcast that sometimes people wonder about, uh, yeah. can you do that? How, how did he say it again? Um, it, I know we've slept a couple of times since then. Yeah, it, but it was uh, it, it was one of those sayings where it's... it's, it's oh, yeah, supposed to, this is supposed to be a sacred time. and Yeah, Jesus before... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How we a lot of us were taught early on, you know, no Bible, no breakfast. That's it. Yeah. No Bible, no breakfast. Uh-huh. Yep. And I was one of those adherents to that early on as a young Christian and a young preacher because that's what I heard all the people saying. I heard as a child once that if you do anything before your time with God, that you are putting it over God. Yeah. Okay. And so again, let's just make the point. You sure? We we can take the traditions of men and make them commandments. Yeah. And, and we're not doing that. If you get up in the morning and it helps you to get your mind clear mm-hmm. and to get your body kind of settled because you know that you need to have a piece of toast, hey, do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're not ta- we're we need to do whatever gets us in that place where God uh, can have our full attention. All right? So that's the preparation phase. Second, the second movement is invocation. Invocation. Now that's an old word, but it basically means to invoke Mm-hmm. to invite, same type of idea, but I'm acknowledging God. I'm in that place now. I've presented myself. I'm, I'm physically and, and mentally there, and I'm asking for his audience, and I'm letting uh, that lead my heart and mind uh, in that moment. God, I, 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 I want you to hear me. Psalm 25, 1, Lord, unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Right. And so I'm asking God to hear me and lead me in my time of prayer. Now that is a verbal presentation. Mm-hmm. Whether it's spoken out loud audibly or not, it's literally a time of saying, Lord, I'm here this morning to meet you in this place, to surrender my heart, to be in union with you. That's why I'm here. Now, it's a very min- 
<clears throat> when we talk about meditative prayer, we're not talking about lengthy dialogue where I'm talking a lot to God. Okay, right. What we're talking about here is, again, invocation is just that simple acknowledgement of maybe a, a few words to the Lord, a, a, a few sentences. I don't know how to quantify it, but you know, right, right. I'm just basically bringing myself into full attention and recognizing that God has given me his attention, and we're about to communicate, but we're going to communicate through not so much talking and making requests, but more like what Samuel was taught to pray by Eli. Right. Speak, Speak Lord, yeah. thy servant heareth. Right. So I will, again, often use my journal at this point to write out a prayer. And a lot of people, that's foreign. That's a foreign concept to them because it's another one of these things that we've heard all our life. You know, and, and I hate to even say this quoting somebody, but I'm going to use air quotes. Bless the Lord. I don't write out no prayers, you know. <laughs> okay, brother. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go spend some time with David because he was really good at it, you know. Yeah, yeah it, there's, there's a lot of written out prayers um, in the book of Psalms. It's, it's been a uh, practice for big, a long time. Biggest book of the Bible. <laughs> and, and and the reason I point that out here, though, is because I do think sometimes, especially if we're learning this, some people struggle with, like, oh, what do I say? And I can't put words. And, and in their mind, it just, it just doesn't happen there. But a lot of people, if they'll take a pen and paper and they'll begin to write, it'll open up for them. Well, is it is it safe to say that I don't want to say, I don't want to use the term messes up. I don't want to say that. But is it safe to say that corporate prayer maybe has kind of, I don't want to say the word hindered, but maybe those younger Christians that don't know how to pray or maybe even older Christians, we just get in such a repetition. Mm -hmm. We get close to the the vain repetitions. We get, Mm -hmm. because we're, we're used to almost talking a certain way and even sounding a certain way when we pray. And it's almost, it's, it's robotic. I think the AP used that word earlier. Instead of what you're saying to where it's, it's more of a conversation and you're, you're writing it out, maybe you're saying a few things. Yeah, what all you really got, all God wants you to do. So I read this, I think, uh, Monday or so. Mm-hmm. Because Proverbs 23, my son, give me thine heart. Yeah. That is what God wants. Just give me your heart, son. Right. Just tell me what's in your heart. Right. God meets you in that. It, there's no particular rules about this. But I'll use my journal. Writing prayers, sometimes that'll give you clarity. The words will come easier. And and I'll do this even. Sometimes I will take what I just wrote, and even though in my writing I've expressed it to God through that form, I will come. I will go back and, and read it to the Lord. Hmm. And it's just a great exercise. And I'm going to tell you something. If you've never done things like that, you will find that connection with God. God wants to be loved by us. Yeah. So all of this is awakening my, this is how I awaken my whole self to God, literally heart, mind, and body. And that's what those first two movements have all been about and aligning me. I have found that even if I wake up, say it's been a night where maybe we didn't sleep as well, or maybe we got to bed late, or maybe we got interrupted because of some crisis, and you get up in the morning and you're just not feeling as rested as you want to, and it's just really difficult, and you get, but I have found that usually by the time I get through that 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 movement right there, I'm awake and I'm alert. Okay. When we come to God by faith, you know, he that cometh to God must believe that he is yes. and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And I believe that God just honors it. If we honor him, he honors us. The third movement of the heart in meditative prayer is what we'll call consideration. Now, what I mean by that is this is the point in time where I am waiting with God. 
and I am responding to God, and I am lingering with what comes in that time of, of being with the Lord. And when I say that you're waiting and lingering, this is where the scriptures come into play. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm going to be opening up my Bible. I'm looking into the scriptures. And this it helps to have a reading plan, something that you know when you go there, this is where I'm reading today. Right, right. Let me ask you, what's your current, if I can put you on the spot, what's yeah. your current morning reading plan look like? So I got... Um I got two main ones that I do, and then I have a, another couple that I'll go to, but I'm not doing those daily. But the main thing that I do every morning is I start out and I read one psalm a day. I believe you're doing that as well. And we we were talking, and this is when I, why I started doing this, is because the psalms, you mentioned that the psalms really open the heart to worship and call you to God and get you in that, get you in that mode to really get close closer to the Lord. And once I read my psalm, then I'm I'm reading through the Bible. So I'll um I'm normally about three or four chapters a day, I think. I have a, a reading plan that I follow. Okay. And then I also have a, a couple devotion books that I'm going through. Um one of them's about the words of Christ and they have it divided up based on different categories. So what did Jesus have to say about faith? What did Jesus have to say about Things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing directly from him um, as well. You are filling your heart with the words of Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Now, I do love the Psalms, and I do start with the Psalms. And I have found with this practice of just of staying with that one Psalm a day, I generally need an hour. Just that That is the meditative prayer time. It's with that Psalm. It has mm-hmm. become just, and it's amazing how fast that time goes. But... I also like to, and, and so I'm kind of venturing outside of the specific meditative prayer time, because that's where I'm actually lingering. I'm lingering in that scripture. Right. There are the other readings, the other spiritual readings that will come. I would just a sidebar here, but I think we all should be reading in the Gospels, and you're reading through the Bible in order. That's a way we can read through our Bible. So yeah. just have a reading plan. I guess is the point. Know when you get there what you're going to do. And you read the passage. Now, in meditative prayer, what you want to do is you're wanting to spend time with that passage. So wherever it is, whether it is the Psalms or the Gospels or Proverbs or wherever it is, say like this morning, I read Psalm 113, okay? So I'm going to read that passage, and then I'm going to go back and read it again. For me, most of the time, I'm going to read through it about three to four times. Okay. Now, that gets a little difficult with Psalm 106 and Psalm 119, a yeah. whole other story. Yeah. But with Psalm 119, when I get there, which I guess will be into this, maybe this weekend by the order of my reading, it'll be the first time that I've done this this way where I'm just spending that time in one psalm. And I, I am expecting that the Lord will let me break that psalm up. So it'll probably be a series of days in that psalm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the point. You want to read that psalm, read it again, read it again. If it helps to read it out loud, read it out loud. And that's where I'm saying the consideration comes in, and you're waiting with that passage. And your thought is, and the idea is, what is the word for me from this today? Mm-hmm. What am I to glean from this? I mentioned in the church that as you linger with that, there's going to be something come. Something will come to your heart. It might be a person that comes to mind. It might be a other scripture. It might be a, a trouble or a difficulty. And I said this, it might be a vision, 
right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, we, of course, that gets people nervous when you right, say that. Right, But we have the wrong idea about that. What I mean by vision is God puts in your heart something that, that he wants you to do. And so you, you might get some understanding of what's going to be required of you today or how to handle what you're expecting to deal with today. You're just you're, you're lingering with that, that passage. As you look through the, the verses, that chapter or whatever it is, what phrases are jumping out at you? What words are speaking to you and stand out? And I begin to note those down in the journal, okay? We call that your prayer journal, your note-taking mm-hmm. journal, whatever. But I'm, I'm noting those down in the journal or on the notepad. And then I'm looking for the key ideas that are forming in my mind. You know, I mentioned yesterday that on uh, Monday I had written the devotion for the church, you know, become a God stalker. And, and I just, it, was a, it was just a few thoughts that I was getting out of that, that passage that just developed the whole idea of having that God consciousness in our life that when we look around us, we're seeing God in all the circumstances. So all that developed out of just lingering with that psalm. You know, and and taking a few notes, and then it all kind of comes together. Um, but you're you're making those notes, and and I like to, and maybe this is not for everyone, but I like to then just begin. I'll take my pen and and the journal, or the note taking pad or whatever, and I'll just start writing. I'll just start writing my thoughts out, and a lot of what I will get from that turns into devotional writing, or it turns into radio broadcast, and it it's just a great way of gleaning from God's field, if you will. And what I do is I'm trusting that the thoughts that are coming to my heart are coming from the Holy Spirit because I've asked him. Mm-hmm. I've asked him to speak to me. And I love this verse, Matthew twelve thirty five. a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. I believe that we as God's children should, should believe that, that, that God has given us a good heart. We still deal with the old carnal spirit and flesh, you know, the old Adam, but we've been given a new heart, a good heart, and out of that good heart comes good things. And I want to capture those things because movement number four is resolution. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What, what am I going to do with this revelation that I've been given? We've meditated on the Word and the works of God. It's bearing fruit in our life, so I've got to think about, okay, now what am I going to do with what God has showed me this morning? And Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. I believe this. You're going to need what God gives you. It's going, there, he didn't give it to you in vain. Now, it could just be you needed it in that moment to lift your heart out of a right. dark place, but you need what God's going to give you. I want to move quickly. Number Movement number five is benediction, and that is where I'm basically closing out the time of prayer, and I am speaking words of blessing to God. That's what the word benediction means. It means to speak good things about another. And so I am benedicting. I am speaking good things about God. And that includes gratitude. God, thank you for what you've given me today. I, I, I appreciate this manna for my soul. And it's to praise God. It's to tell him, you know, God, you are good and you are faithful. And I am glad to be your child. And, and then if I have some petition that I need to make, now, God, you've given me something in my heart. Give me the grace today to use it. Give me the compassion to use it in the right way. So basically it's closing out that prayer time by thanking God and expressing to him uh, how much he means to you. Movement number six is reflection. So I'm not jumping up and rushing off. Right. Again, this is the role of the journal for me, but I want to abide in the thoughts that God has given me. I want to capture those so I can reflect on them later. Mm -hmm. I sent a text out today. Do you remember that? The text about uh, I was reading, reviewing my journal from uh, about three years ago. 
And uh, just looking back at that, I thought, man, and I shared that with the preachers of our church, and I thought, boy, that's that's good to go back and reflect on a little bit. You know, I right. might need that again. So having that captured gives you a chance to go back and look at it down the road, and I think that's a very helpful thing as well. Uh, again, the journal's very useful for that. Those are the six movements of meditative prayer, and kind of rushed that toward the end, but I know we're getting toward the end of today's broadcast. Right. What thoughts or, you know, anything that comes to mind? Yeah, um, I guess the only thing I would ask is what are some ways that when you're in number one, because I know that sometimes it takes a while, um, what are some things that you can do to kind of, if you're not hearing anything or if it's just like, man, it's just taking a while, can you pause and go to a song or do you say a quick prayer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all those things. And yeah, that's a yeah. good question, and everything you said, I think, is, is is a practical way to do it. You know, one of the questions, so I'll just go ahead and throw this one out. One of the questions that the AP left about this was, what role does music or can music play in your time of prayer? And I think what you just said is an excellent way to answer that question. So first of all, it can play a very important role. Right. And there's two things I'll say about it. Number one, if I'm struggling at the beginning to really bring myself into a state of prayer and awareness of God, can I, can I use music or a song? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and I do that not so much in the morning times, but throughout the day sometimes I'll do that to help me. If my mind's gotten heavy on some things and I, or I've been distracted by a lot, sometimes just pulling out some great worship music will bring your heart back into it. So it certainly can work in the morning. And another way is keep a, a hymn book, yeah. a song book there with you at your place of morning prayer. Because not only do scriptures come to mind, but the old hymns will come to mind. You know, and you'll want to open that up and read those words. And those words, reading the lyrics of that hymn, you can consciously make that your prayer. And I promise you, folks, if you're stuck, you open up an old hymn like um, All to Jesus I Surrender or In the Garden or whatever, and you make that a prayer to the Lord, Mm -hmm. I need thee every hour, whatever. Yeah, These things become very powerful ways to open your heart up. Another question would be here, here at the church, especially on Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. we will, during a time of prayer, we'll have background music playing. Yes. Now, with something like this, is is that something that it, it's just, it goes to preference, or is that more something like, hey, I, I would caution you from doing that because you, you, you want quiet time in your solitude? I would say instrumental mm-hmm. is good. And the instrumental is fine. In other words, there's no. I don't. I don't think it's wrong to do it. I right. think it's. It is a matter of does it help you, and if it helps you, do it. You know. Right. Right. But instrumental's better. And I even heard somebody say recently, when we use those things in the church, they said, you know, it might be helpful if we got some instrumental music that we didn't all know the words to the song, because <laughs> you hear it, you just like start. But yeah. again, I would say the same thing. I would say, hey, here's what I've done a lot of times in the church in that setting. The music that's playing, I'll catch what it is. And the lyrics come to my mind, and give give some credit to the AP too, because he's talked about this. Turn that into prayer. Yeah, just make that your prayer. Make the song yeah. your prayer. I promise yes. you, if you do that, it won't be long, and your heart's going to be led into other things to say, other other things to express to the Lord. Right. So you you can't go wrong with it. Yeah. So those are good questions. All right. I guess it's about time for us to wrap it up today. I think so, pal. Well, it's been good. We I tell you what we've proven one thing for sure. You can spend a lot of time just trying to cipher through this, but the main thing is we want to encourage all of you out there to be in your places of prayer. Meet with the Lord there, and I promise 
He will meet you. We'll see you next time.